Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have me a very special guest, Omira Velez. Omira, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. I apologize to you in the audience. I had a tournament yesterday, so I'm uh, <laughs> losing my voice a little bit, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, we, you know, had your interview and, you know, got you on the calendar and, you know, kept our um, previous calendar date for your release. So I'm so glad that, you know, we can meet today and thank you so much for being flexible. I know we both had stuff, you know, obviously go on this summer, crazy summer, but I'm so happy to Anytime I have someone reschedule, I just I'm like, oh, I really want to get that person on. So I'm really excited to have you today. And then I'm like, excited to get started with these questions. So myself and the audience can, you know, get more acquainted with you and your writing. So I'm glad to be here. Perfect. I'm glad to be here. We'll go right with that first question there, Elmira. Uh, what has your writing journey been like up until this point? Well, believe it or not, I started writing back in 2016. Oh, okay. It hasn't been long, but uh for me i started writing as a form of therapy oh okay i'm i'm a disabled veteran and when i was leaving the military my therapist um said why don't you start writing and use it as a form of therapy so that's what i did i started coming up with stories and one story led to another story, led to another story, and I just put them together, and it came up with this huge story. <laughs> and, and and I haven't stopped writing since then. It's That's just awesome. it's just I love I got the bug, and <laughs> I loved it. It was I went from being a soldier, an officer in the military, to being a writer. Yeah. I just love it. That's awesome. That's such a great tool. I, 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 you know, I know I have know a couple of people that have done that, um, you know, with journaling and things like that, but I, I haven't had anybody I know that, you know, suggested that. And then, you know, actually went into writing actual books. So that's a, that's a really cool origin story. I feel like for, you know, your writing process and, you know, your yeah, book, was, that's really cool. I, I, I have, I have written poems when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I've always kept the journal. I have a journal. I've kept the journal since I was a teenager. So I have books and books and books saved up. <laughs> um, but I have never written a book. So it wasn't until 2016 that I was going through te- therapy. And my therapist was like, well, let's put these stories together. Why don't you just write little stories about what you lived in Iraq and what you lived in, you know, in your time in the military. So I did. And that's, that's how this all thing came about. And things that I've lived, places that I've been, you know, I've traveled all over the world and, I have seen crazy things and I just put them together Yeah, and, and that's how the stories come about. Oh, that's really cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. I, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, I don't have near as cool of a story <laughs> about my origin for writing, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. I feel like you have a really, uh, you have a really good sense of self, you know, in terms of doing that. And I feel like, you know, you're, I feel like that would really, you know, reflect in your writing style. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Do you, would you say that your writing style is more one of introspection then as you're going through these stories or more reflection or? Well, some of my stories, I, re- I am putting forward things that I have lived mm. and I have purged some of my demons mm. Uh, for example, Calixta is one of the books that where I say I purge my demons with that with that book. Um, one of my friends uh, called it a very dark occult fantasy. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, my God, I thought it was a romance. <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> I thought it was a fantasy romance but for her it was all like a very dark occult <laughs> fantasy 
just gained some readers right there as soon as they hear darker call fantasy they're like yep <laughs> yep and i thought i was writing a romance <laughs> that is so funny okay <laughs> but but yeah i purged my demons with that book calixta and it's one of my favorites to to tell you the truth um but all my books are my babies and yeah, yeah. and it's it's been it's been a quite a a journey um but yeah it's it's a mixture of in, introspection versus me trying to be humorous because I have met, for example, I met this woman that was um, so egocentric. Mm. It wasn't even funny. It was, it was epitome of egocentrism. So I'm like, okay. So she she became the mold of one of my characters in hmm. Assembly of 13. Oh, interesting. So my sister was like, from where did you come up with this character? <laughs> and I was like, well, I met this woman in Germany and she was this and this and this, and that's this one. <laughs> my sister keep saying you're crazy you are a crazy woman i'm like no i just meet people and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. they stay in my head and guess what you're gonna come up <laughs> in my book that <laughs> just don't don't give them names that's really funny that's awesome definitely understand that feeling though <laughs> that's what one of my friends said on, here, on tiktok he did a tiktok about that and he's like Something happened to him. He's like, you're in my book now. <laughs> He's like, your name might be Jerry now, but you're in my book. So that's, that's really funny. It is yeah. nice though, right? That we have that ability to, to do that. So I just like that you, you know, mentioned processing, you know, certain things or, you know, being able to reflect on them and build on them. I feel like as a writer, you'd be able to, you know, expand further on certain emotions, you know, in a really healthy way. And maybe sometimes in a not healthy way, right? If you're, angry with somebody depending on who that person is in your life right um i i know stephen king does that a lot so everybody's always wondering which character they are you know did they survive or not survive mm -hmm. his book but yeah that's that's super cool that's really interesting i mean i think i need to do that more i need to write about people that frustrate me or you know people that i really I, enjoy I, you know it's so freeing i'm telling you <laughs> It's like sometimes people frustrate me to no end. I grab yeah. a pen, I grab a pen, piece of paper, and I shot. I, I start writing a few little characteristics for a character. Yeah. Aside, and whenever I need an idea, whoo, so <laughs> and so, perfect. That's awesome. This one it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's you so know, cool. that's a good and, way too of making characters feel real. You know, if they are, if there's somebody you know, you know, I mean. They are real, and you know. The thing is, it keeps you, the voice of the character authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you read them, when you write them, they all your characters don't sound the same. They they will not sound the same if you, in your head you put a face to them and a voice to them. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this character sounds just like Mrs. So and So that, you know, lived next to me when I was living in Italy. And the lady used to sweep her house, the front of her house every day. And she used to hate my cat mm. because my cat used to go to her property and poop all over her front yard, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so there you have the basis of a character and then you, I start thinking about how she was, she used to talk to me and I have the voice of the character. Yeah, yeah. Based on a person living. So that's, that's how I write. I, I don't think too much. I, on um, how am I going to do this, that or the other. I, I like to go out, experience life and bring it back into the books. So, I mean, that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah, I think that's awesome strategy right there. I'm going to go right to that second question. Speaking of your books, so what genre of genres do you currently write in and how did you choose those? Well, my very first book was an epic fantasy. Oh, cool. Okay. And I started writing it in 2016. <laughs> and this, okay, this is going to sound funny. And okay. So I was, it was the time where I was writing for therapy. And it was the time when all of the politics was going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting down watching all these politicians fighting, fighting among each other. And I started thinking about what will be like if there's a empire where the governor or the emperor gets chosen by 13 people. So like our government, which is not really chosen by the whole it's, it's, um, what you call those things? Oh, oligarchy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> I talk about it all the time in social studies. Like uh, that oligarchy, yep. uh-huh. well, you're the social study teacher, <laughs> not me. <laughs> That's so, fair. So I'm like, I was thinking, hmm, maybe an oligarchy. So, so that's the idea. I was like, hmm, we are a democratic government where the people chooses yeah, you yeah. Know, the government. But how about if it's just 13 people choosing the emperor and what? the emperor stays gov- you know, in the, in the t- stays with power for 20 years and every 20 years that person has to choose. That person is going to like the power. It's not going to want to give it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's going to be some problems. So that's the story that a woman stayed in power for longer than 20 years. Then she didn't want to give it up. So because she didn't want to give it up, she kept it. And then the cycle broke. Mm. And 400 years passed and that group of 13 were never able to get together again to choose a new one. So a lot of other things happen. It's just extremely convoluted. The first book is, um, my my sister calls it chaos. (laughs) She's, she's, my sister was, when she read it, she's like, oh, my God, it's so chaotic. It's not even funny, but <laughs> I loved it. And I need to know what happens next. So you better hurry up and write the second book. <laughs> but I need, I needed the, the family trees in the back and the glossary and everything that you added and the map because it was... <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, well, I added all that stuff because I knew you were going to need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, the first, the first, uh, the first book was an epic fantasy. The, the, the next set of books was Calixta, which is the one that I said it was, I thought it, I was writing a romance fantasy. And my friend said it was a dark occult fantasy. <laughs> uh, and I absolutely love it. And then the next one is Ultima Skylar, which is phenomenal too, but it's in the world of Calixta, but it's not a sequel. It's just part of the history. Mm. Uh, so I just published uh, the fourth book of the Assembly of 13, and I'm writing the sequel for Calixta. So I have a lot on my plate right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really neat. I love that you took an oligarchy and then put it in a fantasy setting. <laughs> I think that was the I think that was the first. Yeah, so it was your first book. So that was the first book that I because I found you on Twitter and one of my friends' tweets. And then I was like, I always like I always search for different authors. Um, 
and people people always laugh at me they're like like you're everywhere they're like if you don't know i'm like i found thousands of people this year and even though the twitter algorithm has changed so um but yeah i went and found your first book because i was like i'll just go right on to goodreads and you know look at i always look at publication dates um but that one really stuck out to me because i was like it really made me think i'm like this would this could really happen in a fantasy setting you know like and it just seemed like a very realistic problem to try and solve you know and it does remind me of um i don't think a lot of people know but like you know in terms of roman history like the word dictator um actually didn't mean what it means today it was actually like um like leader and somebody like they would so what would happen like ancient rome is like before they became the empires they would have one person and in a time of need they would become the dictator and they would do what was needed and then they were expected to give the power back well eventually somebody didn't and then that's where they end up having you know um the problems with julius caesar and these other leaders later but it reminded me so much of that and i always loved that story you know and that's i was exactly like oh my gosh yeah like that's exactly what happened yeah and it, it really really struck with me so yeah yeah, well, the, the first the first book, I just wrote a third edition. Oh, okay. I, just, I published the third edition of the first book the same day that I published the fourth book. Oh, cool. So on the uh, I published the fourth book on Friday. And the same Friday, I published the third edition of the first book. I cleaned that up so it will oh, be yeah. less chaotic. Mm. <laughs> because my sister always keep joking about it that it's chaotic <laughs> and I'm like what is so chaotic and she's like yeah. this is so much so I, <laughs> I I cut it in parts and each parts each part mm. adds its own section of things that is happening mm. because it's 13 people that has to get together so it's a lot of things happening at the same time so yeah, yeah. all these 13 people have to get together to get this assembly going because they want to get the Falesto empire out. They want them out. They've been in power for 400 years. Oh, wow. So they want new blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the cool thing is I'm bringing in a human woman. So she keeps telling everybody, you know, keeping a person as a ruler for 20 years is too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she keeps saying, give them only power for eight years, maybe. Yeah. She's trying to bring in sort of like what we have now here. Yeah. You know, for a period of time and make a Senate. So she's like trying to talk these people into changing that oligarchy way of thinking into more of a democratic way of thinking. So let's see if June gets them to change a little. Yeah, yeah. that's really interesting. It's like, like in Star Wars, I always thought the the Galactic Senate to me was always really interesting where I had that each planet had, you know, their own representation within, you know, the mass Senate. I always thought that it was like, oh, it's really boring. I'm like, as a socialist teacher, I always found that really interesting, you know, and and I'm like, how would that really work, you know, and how would they solve problems together? How would they solve disputes together, you know? How would they solve a, you know, a crisis? Like if a planet blows up, you know, like where do the people go, you know? Do you then become part of three planets that are near you? Like, I always think that those things are more fun to explore in a fantasy or sci-fi setting. But I love Star Wars. <laughs> it's, oh my it's goodness. very addicting for me. So like Andor is coming out later this Friday and I'm like so excited. My friend's like, oh, he was a good character in Rogue One, but blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he was an amazing character. He's an amazing actor. I'm like, I'm so oh, excited that he, he doesn't just one off and done. I'm like, you know, I was like, I want them to, you know, bring all those people back and, you know, do their origin stories like Donnie Yen and his other, you know. The other I characters. love the Mandalorian. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, yep. my goodness. Yeah, I'm so excited yes. for season three. Yes. 
that last last episode of season two, I was expecting there would be another episode. So I was like, no. But yeah, yeah, it was a good one. I always mm-hmm. want to write something like that, you know, where people are like, you know, as passionate or maybe even argue as much as Star Wars. I just think that's still passion, you know. So I think that it's always interesting to to see that fandom and kind of kind of see it at work. But yeah, well. I'm I'm trying to write something epic, but at the same time, it's a pain in the neck because oh. it's so big and it's growing. And a book that was supposed to be three books right now is six. Oh wow! So it's I'm like I don't I have to finish it. I have yeah, to, yeah. At one point, you just have to okay. It ends here. Yep. Definitely so, that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just published book four and I'm writing book five. And I'm I just I want to see if I could finish in book five, but mm. I'm gonna be able. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Write it's, one more book. It's funny that you mentioned that because I just talked to several authors like right in a row actually about that, you know. Um, you know, about like where do you see your series ending, you know, like how many books have you planned? Things like that. I, I guess me personally, I think it's just what I like to read is generally, you know, those, you know, 350 to 600 page, you know, books with, you know, it's like a trilogy. Um, I think that's more just my writing experience right now. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting to ask so many different authors because, you know, one day I'd like to do a duology. One day I would like to do, you know, four. One day I'd like to do five. Um, so to me, it's always interesting to see where people kind of sit you know at the end of a series when it comes to the number in their series and you know how also how they made those decisions so i think that that's you know that's really interesting um i'd love to see where you end up there you know if you're going five or six at the end because i think that'd be really interesting to you know kind of break down your process on how you know you made those decisions but well i I try to i try to keep my books between a hundred and five thousand words to 120,000 words. I don't I don't like to write too big book, too big of a book. Yeah. It, it's just me personal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but this last book that I just published, the the Promises of War, the last book of uh, the Assembly of 13 was almost 140,000 words. Oh wow. So it's by far the 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 longest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I try I try my books not to be more than five hundred pages. It's I don't like to read books that yeah. are that long. It's it's just my personal my personal you know thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say personal. I feel like personal preference really has a lot to do with it. I think reading and writing, um, you know, both. And you know, we always talk about here, you know, different tools or strategies or this or that or, you know. And I, I really do think writing all comes and reading comes down to personal preference. So um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of readers who turn into writers are like, oh, I shouldn't do this because, you know, this person doesn't do it. But it's like, no, you should do that. If that's what you want to do because it's that's personal preference it's like you know there are certain books that i like to read there's some you know i don't like to read and i think it really comes down you know to the same thing when it comes down to writing in particular you know so yeah. you know we're making the decisions so you might as well like the decisions that you make so exactly. <laughs> um so we talked a little bit about your assembly of 13 um and you talked about book one what is the series in general about and how did you come up with this idea all right, so Assembly of 13, like I said, it's about a world at war. It's about this family that has been in power for over 450 years. And the family is not good. It's just, it's, it has its, its demons. Um, if it's bad, they've done it. Mm. So 
there's also a group of uh, beings called the Atani, Atani, and they're like giants, and they are cursed to serve this family. Oh, that's cool. So if they don't follow what they say, what the king, what the emperor says, they start dying. So they are the ones that actually really want a new king, uh, a new emperor, because they believe if they have a new emperor, they have a better chance of survival, mm. cutting the curse. So basically the book is trying to gather this last group of 13 people together. Um, the book has blue trees, red trees. It, the book have literally blue trees. And it has fairies, it has dragons. I mean, there's no elves. And there are vampires, but yeah. not like, the vampires are not like what you would think. Yeah, they are creatures that are made and that are mindless. Yeah, there are zombies and they collect taxes. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, Just like real tax collectors, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like real. I was like thinking, and it was a time where I was paying my taxes, and I'm like, what <laughs> if I make a tax collector into cool. a zombie. Guess what? I put it in my book. A tax That's collector awesome. is a God-blessed zombie. <laughs> so, um, so the the book is 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 basically that. It's a group of people trying to get together, trying to take this king, this emperor, out of power. But at the same time, the emperor has a brother who, who, who the, the emperor took the power from. So they are fighting among each other because the other brother wants the power back. So there's a civil war going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you have all these 13 people trying to get together in the middle of a nation that is going, that a civil war is going on. But at the same time, you have five kingdoms, each with problems, and each the emperor and his brother are, are trying to get those kings from those kingdoms to go and rally together. It says, well, you're going to serve me or you're going to serve my brother. So some say, yeah, I'll follow you, but some of them are trying to stay away from the war. So, and each decision carries some consequences and what are the consequences? And then the idea of if you have a, a, an army, how are you gonna feed it? Yeah. If you have an army, how are you gonna clothe it? What kind of army are you gonna have? Well, one of the brothers have an army of demons, mm. but the other brother doesn't. So how is gonna feed the army that he has with people so it's it's me being the military army person trying to add <laughs> that into a book yeah, yeah. <laughs> adding dragons and demons and all that all tasks at the same time and yeah it's it i'm i'm trying to to give it a little bit of a realism at the same time that there's fantasy involved. Yeah. But it's an interesting concept though. I never, I never thought of that. Like if you, if you, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like if you're hurting all these demons, like they got to eat something or someone. So where do you get the people from? <laughs> like that's interesting. Uh, and interesting if you have idea. a dragon, what are you going to feed it? Yeah. 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 You know, it's if like, you don't feed it, it's probably going to feed on you. <laughs> So is is not having a dragon for having a dragon? Okay, I I mean I've read so many books about oh dragons. Okay, what are you gonna feed it? 
yeah, yeah. You know, where's that food coming from? Yeah. And those are the questions, like when I'm reading fantasy books and I start reading these things, I start asking these questions and I'm like, okay, I wish I could read a book where I get those questions answered. Mm. Okay. So when I write, guess what? I'm trying to answer those questions for you. Oh, that's interesting. Would you, you know, say then, would you say that's your philosophy with world building then? Like, like with social studies, we always talk about the five W's, the who, what, when, where, how, why, you know, like, would you say, and the, I guess we always call it the H. So five W's and the H, would you say like, that's your philosophy of world building? Like you, you, you go right down to, you know, the who, what, when, where, how, why, like you want to know those. So you're going to, yeah, oh, that's, that's a good absolutely. way of doing it. That's a good way of doing it. So when, when I create in, in world building for me, I go down to the, to the itty gritty. Mm. I create your religion. I create your society. I create everything, everything from the money, from the coin, from what kind of money you're going to have from everything, everything. If I don't want to think about it, I just call it coin. Mm. I don't want to think about it. It's just gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah, yeah. It's because I don't want to think about it. Mm. But I have a book I'm, I'm creating where I created a coin system for the book. Oh, that's cool. I just, I just wanted, it's called Keepers, uh, The Keepers of Wrongs. And in that book, I created a coin system. Just because, just because I was bored and, <laughs> hey, let's create a coin system for this world. This, you know, oh, but in, in this other book that it's so world, uh, um, that a war is going on, um, they are concerned on how are we going to feed the army? How are we going to feed the people? Winter is coming. We have to provide the people so they can, you know, be there in the spring to work the farm. Oh, where the food is coming. Oh, we have to go and trade with so-and-so kingdom for food. How are you going to fly or how are you going to bring the food? Oh, we're going to fly it in the, with the dragon. How are you going to feed the dragon? So all that it's it's is in there so oh what are you gonna do let's pillage a city that has a port that way we have our own city where we have our own ships and that's it yeah i don't have to worry about how i'm gonna bring food from another kingdom because i already have my own port yeah 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 bring it in so it's, you know, those are the little things, but when I read books, I look at those little things and it's like, okay, you know, where's all of this goods coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to feed all these people from where it's coming from? But that's just me. That's how I build, do the world building in my books. Oh, interesting. I think that's a good strategy right there. That's very interesting. So what would be one writing tool or strategy that you could not live without? Like what's something you do where you're like, I would not be able to write a book if I didn't do this one thing. Outline. Mm. Okay. But that's with, I'm a little bit of a pastor. So I start a book, I start an idea and I start writing. Once the once I start and I have like about the first chapter, I have like an idea, then I start outlining and I, I, I create the, the template for the book and I put, okay, I'm going to do 40 chapters. Mm -hmm. So I, I create 40 chapters and I start outlining more or less what the 40 chapters are going to be about. To tell you the truth, I will not be able to finish a book if I don't do that first hmm. outline. Interesting, yeah. Because that's going to keep me organized. 
it's not written in stone because those chapters are going to be yeah, yeah. like dominoes. But that first outline is, is principle for me. Mm. And, and that is just me. That's just the way I write. Yeah. After that's done, I just start writing. And like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a panster. But that first outline I need to have, I need to just write my chapters and, and have like a little bit of an idea what is coming next. Mm. And it, it doesn't have to have much. I, I, I could write probably like five sentences in, in one or just, you know, a couple of paragraphs. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly more or less what's coming next, what's coming next. Uh, for the chapters but if I don't have that that's that's my tool that's yeah. the one tool I need to have yeah that's a great answer right there I'm trying to get better at outlining myself <laughs> it's not my not my strong suit and it it's definitely glaring but getting there getting there <laughs> I hope one day when someone asks me that I could say give the same answer that you just said and say it as that first outline so Definitely too much of a panster. So, <laughs> like, like I said, I'm a panster. Yeah. But once I have like the first chapter or two that I have the idea, yeah, yeah. then good. I separate and then I write a little bit yeah. of the the story, so I have that overall. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to have that. If I don't have it, then the book collapses for me. Yeah, yeah. And then at, at the at the twenty thousand word stage, I'm like, okay, what am I gonna say next? Mm. What am I gonna say? It, it's yeah, just yeah. there. So yeah. I need to have that little bit of an outline so I can keep the book moving. That's a good idea. I'm gonna try that next time. That same thing happens to me. So. Yeah, I always, I always go, oh, my God, I got this great idea, and now go. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I got chapter two or three, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know where to go. So that's where last time I was like, okay, I'll, I'll start outlining. And, you know, I, I did it in a kind of a weird fashion, but I like that strategy. And, and that's what Brandon Sanderson does is, you know, he'll either do that or he'll have an idea for a character, and he'll write, like, several pages. I know his friend, um, oh, Dan Wells does the same thing. And then that's when then they'll sit down once they got a little bit and, you know, and start to outline. So I think that's a really good strategy. You're already kind of warmed up a little bit. Haven't you noticed that when you reach the 20,000 word stage, you, especially pastors, you yep. freeze. And it's like, yep. where am I going with this? Yep. I got four books right now that are sitting at 20 to 30,000. Yep. And there's just nowhere to go. So I think that's a, I think that's a great strategy. I'll, I think what I'll do after my, cause I got this, these three prequel novellas, but I think I'm going to try that with my urban fantasy. Um, Cause yeah, I, I mean, I went in and I knew pretty much what was going on and now I'm writing the prequel novellas. So I know exactly what's going on, you know, before. So I think that's a, a really good strategy that I'm going to use. Yeah. Next month when I start going down to book the actual book one, that's a just, good idea. Just add the chapters. Like, let's say you have the first seven. So decide, okay, I'm going to, this book is going to have 20 chapters. So write seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all the way to 20. So just this chapter, this is going to happen. Just three sentences. You don't have to write the whole God blessed book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just three sentences. And in this chapter, this is going to happen. And it's not you just telling the story of what's going to happen. And you do the next and the next and the next. It's just a general outline and then each chapter you keep filling it up I don't fill up the chapters in sequence sometimes I write the ending before I write the middle mm. and sometimes I, I write chapter number 20 before I write chapter 15 you see I fill it up I have yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit that goes in it but good idea but chapter 20, I have the whole scene in my head, but I don't have the scene for chapter 15. Yeah. So I write the scene for, chap for chapter 20. But I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and have nothing to do. 
thing, the scene for chapter 15 comes to mind, so I write it. You don't have to write the book in sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing in the Bible that says thou shalt write in sequence. <laughs> in order, yeah. It's got your order, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. So, you know, that that's how I do it. I just, you know, each person writes different ways. This is how I do it anyway. Yeah. That's great advice there. Find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this one, I'm really excited about this because I, I used to want to be an illustrator when I first went to school. So I was curious at who does your covers and how you went about deciding, excuse me, <clears throat> deciding their common themes within the trilogies. I love where, you know, they, they seem to do a really great job with each other, just advertising the concept. Uh, so I was just curious at who did them and how you guys went about the decision-making process for those. Okay. Believe it or not, I use 99design.com. I was hoping you'd say that because I've been looking at quite a bit on there. So. so what I do. Those are great. What I do is I do a contest. And I let them nook it out. Mm. I, let, I let the designers fight it out. And then the best design wins at the end. But I give them guidance of what I want. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. it's all what I want. So at the end, I get the design that I want with the designer that is best for me. Yeah. So that's where I get my, my designs. Oh, that's awesome. So usually book one, the design designer that uh, did book one, I just go back for them to do book two, three, oh, four, five. So that's that's how that's how I do it. I just do a contest for the first book, make sure that the first book is exactly what I want, and then I go back to the same designer for book two, three, four. It's a great idea. And because I'm giving them work, the design doesn't cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it stays within budget. So so that's how I do it. So Calixta was again 99 design. Ultima wow, Skylar. Cover. That's a great cover. <laughs> Check Ultima Skylar. Check that cover. Yeah, that's really cool too. I didn't see that one before. So it's that's that cover was phenomenal. It is beautiful. Oh, wow. yeah, Every cool. everybody that see that cover loves it. And that guy, oh my goodness, it's really good. So that that's who 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 does my cover, 99design.com. Wow. That's cool. I was looking for somebody that I knew who, you know, had used them uh, before going on there. So that is that, I have. that blows my mind. That's really cool. That's really and, good news. <laughs> And I can give you the name of a few designers. Oh, yeah. That would actually be super, super helpful. Yeah, that'd be great. Because that whole process, it's taken me just, I'm like, I'd rather just write. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd rather just write. It's, I mean, it, it's been a learning curve. It's been a learning process. I went into this knowing nothing. I didn't even know how to write. English is not my first language. English is not my second language. So here I am writing a book in a language that is not my own, mm. but I absolutely love. So, and I had to learn how to advertise. I had to learn yeah. how to market it. I had to learn how to get fine uh, editors i have to learn how to find covers and everything <laughs> so 99 design i'm telling you yeah the more i'm looking at your the um the clicks design i'm like oh that's like so similar to what i'm looking for <laughs> yeah that is really cool I, well, I hadn't seen the ultimate scout one before i really like that one too that's well, cool. the calista the cover i'm getting it redone oh okay so the 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 girl that did that cover is doing another cover. Oh, that's cool. 
So she, I asked her to, no, the girl, no, it's not the girl. The girl that did the cover for um, the last book, Promises of War, is creating a cover for Calixta because oh, cool. I'm, I'm relaunching Calixta. Oh, okay, that's cool. But I'm relaunching Calixta when I, when I publish the second book, which is coming out in January. So oh, that's cool. why I'm having a new cover for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So 99 design. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely be looking more at that. That's, that's super. The, and the artists are really good. You have really good artists, artists there. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience too find that really helpful. I know we got quite a few, you know, authors that listen as well. Um, yeah, so that's that's it's a great referral right there. I was really was trying to ask around, so I'm glad that just that you just happened to you know to know some people on there. That's, that's really cool. It makes you feel really good. <laughs> we were talking about two weeks ago. I, I literally finished my one novella, the draft one, and I was like, okay, I was like, I just wanna just wanna see if anybody, you know, is similar to the design I want, you know. And I mean I probably searched for, you know, for two weeks straight. I looked up everything on Art Station that I could possibly find. I, you know, went on to, you know, so many different sites, Twitter, all sorts of things. So they they were definitely one of the websites that, you know, I was top three, I think, that I looked at. Um yeah, I'm actually doing a video on that really soon. So um yeah for finding a finding a cover designer cover artist so yeah that'd be super helpful to uh to talk to a couple of them that's really cool i'm i'm glad i'm really happy with them they're yeah. the only ones that are um doing my covers so oh that's awesome you know and yeah, they look great i mean that's when i first when i first clicked on you know your website for or i went to amazon actually first was it amazon or goodreads i can't remember and i was like i think it was amazon i was like oh man these covers look really great um, so yeah, that was one of the first questions that I, <laughs> I came up with. I was like, I really want to know who does, you know, Omira's covers. I was like, that's definitely the kind of covers that I'm looking for. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Well, mm -hmm. speaking of other authors, uh, who are some authors that once you read them, you have to take a break and then go write yourself? Like who makes you want to go write after reading their work? <laughs> um... Rowling. Or can't you? <laughs> Some people can't. Some people Rowling. have to read. Who is it? J.K. Rowling's. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I can read that book like 17 billion times. Now, however, this is my new favorite. Mm. Oh, John, yeah. I'm supposed to be book clubbing that book and We've been so behind with our other series. I'm like, we got to get this done so we can get to John. I'm like, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, I love John Wynn. It is phenomenal. I love, I have, I write battle scenes. Mm. He's the master of battle scenes. Mm. Oh, that's great. That's a great recommendation right there. You you want you want to read battle scenes? Young oh, awesome. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's awesome. Anybody ask me who writes battle scenes? Well, John Wayne. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's one. Mm. I read I read a little bit and it's like kicks my my behind in gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I read battle scenes, it's like, <laughs> oh, I have to write one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yes. Um, actually, one of uh, one of the writers in Twitter that I met is her name is Kelly Miller. Okay. And she writes romance. And I used to not like Jane Austen, mm. but I started reading Kelly Miller's um, books, romances, and they're like, they are um, Jane Austen's um, remakes. Like, oh, really? And they are phenomenal. 
have to check her I, out. <laughs> I, I think you should you should have her in, in your ear. Yeah. Because say Jane Austen and someone in the same sentence. I'm like, that's it, interesting to me. And I am not a I wasn't a fan of Jane Austen. I'm I'm I read fantasy. That's yeah. what I read. But I started reading her books and and she's one of those few that I I really like. Her name is Kelly Miller. Oh, and she writes uh, romance. Um, so she's another one. Um, and I absolutely, you're going to hate it, but I love Stephen King. Oh, yeah. I, I love Stephen King. <laughs> it's, it's like it, sometimes, sometimes I can say I, I have a little bit too much of him but my gosh he's 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 really good yeah league, league of his own i love on twitter he if you go to his twitter profile years ago when i first got into twitter for like six i think it's six years ago or whatever um his his profile said you know who i am <laughs> that was it like <laughs> i think that says so much about his personality as a writer um, I also saw an interview with him recently where, you know, like how many books has he written? He said, um, what did he say? He said, every time I sit down to write, I feel like I'm doing it for the first time and I forget what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, if Stephen King says that, I said, I think the rest of us can give ourselves a break, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. He wrote a book called Unwriting. Unwriting. I, I remember the first part of that. I think I read the first so in it, he started, I think it was him, and I think it was that book that says that frowned upon adverbs. Oh, yeah, I did read that one. Yep. <laughs> so you know what? It kind of pissed me off. Now I use them all the time. I'm like, you know what? An adverb is a word in English. Yeah. You to use it. That's fair. <laughs> I know a lot of people said that. I was like, I never worry about it. I'm just like, if it's a good, if it's a good book and it's good characters, it's a good story. The last thing I'm worried about is the vernacular, like how, whether or not you ended on an adverb. I'm like, I don't care. I know some things, you know, probably do sound better, you know, or worse. But I think Brandon Sanderson and um, you know some newer people have shown that you know it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what prose you know you really use, you know and you know he's very very simplistic you know and a lot of times I like that now because I'm like especially as a writer it's like like I love Steven Erickson like don't get me wrong that's what we're reading right now I'm about to once I get done tonight with my meeting I'll finish Toll the Hounds you're reading what Witcher uh Steven Erickson it's oh. Malazan Book of the Fallen oh yeah 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 Malazan man Whew. we're talking like characters but he he gets so flowery and so wordy by the end I'm like Oh, I told my friend, I was like, we need a, need a, once we get done with this series, I'm like, we're going to need like a palate cleanser. Um, so I have, <laughs> we have quite a few things on our list right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, you know, how I read Malassan, yeah. I skipped. Oh, Every yeah. time he started getting, you know. Yep. I have to skim. I skim. I skim, skip. I'm just like. I, I, I skim, skim, skip, skip, <laughs> skip. Whenever, every time he started getting all flowery. And yep. I'm like, what are you doing? Yep. I wish that he had written more like, you know, some things that he writes are flowery are really good. Other things, it's like, it's, it seems almost like in, by the time you get to like book six through like 10, it really seems to me like you're, he's just getting to a point where he just gets kind of bored and he wants to explore different things. Now, R.A. Salvatore with his Dritz series, I feel like he used to do the journal entries, which I loved at the start of a lot of the chapters. And It'd be Dritz having an introspection or a reflection or some sort of crisis, you know, on himself. And it's, it was very, they were very interesting. They gave you a great insight to the character before the real chapter got going. Mm -hmm. And those were amazing. I feel like that's what Erickson tries to do in the chapters. I feel like for me personally, it falls flat a lot of the time. And I'm just like, can you write a little bit more like Brandon where you just tell me what's going on? Cause I love his characters. Like I love his characters. I love his story. I'm like, I'm not there for the prose. And that's what recently I had a friend ask me, he's like, are you enjoying it? I said, enjoying it very much. But I said, I'm not enjoying the prose. I'm enjoying the characters 
the characterization, mm -hmm. their development, you know, I said his world building is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, I said there's a lot of questions that I have still after book, you know, eight, that mm -hmm. I want to know about the magic system. And he does more like a, a hard slash soft and it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's a lot like Tolkien. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, and sometimes he'll explain, but sometimes it, he just it changes a lot. So, you know, I said to my friends, so there's a lot of like I said, the one thing I don't like is the pros. So that would be, <laughs> I guess that's one where, you know, kind of drives me nuts sometimes. Have you read The Witcher? I, it, I read book Sabrosky, one. Sabrosky, I read book one. Sabrosky. Yeah, I read book one. I have book two and three. I just, I keep just, lately I've had trouble reading over like the last year and a half. So just too much writing, I think. So I've just started getting back into reading now. I have, um, I have several, several books I'm reading right now. And I just kind like. I like Saprosky. I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep thinking I, I got to go back to him again because I went through that first book, the collection of short stories. I mean, I was done within maybe seventeen hours. You mm -hmm. know, like like you know, I had started late at night. I stayed up way too late, slept, had a day off the next day, and just went right through. So yeah, I, have to, you know. I have to, I have to get the whole series because yep, once, yep. I start, once I start the first book, I want to continue. Yeah, yeah yep. read them all, but yep. it's, it's like if I have one, I have to go to the next, the next, yeah. next because yeah, if not, I'll get really upset. I'm like, yeah, yeah. the next one? Well, and I, I think that's part of my problem as a reader right now is I fell in love with Patricia Briggs's writing style and her. Oh my God, I love her. And she, every book she put, like the one, the last one that came out with Mercy Thompson wasn't my favorite, but it set up a lot of things that were really great. But then the Alpha and Omega series, I absolutely, like Wild Sign, it was one of the top three books, I, I best books I've ever read. I and love Alpha I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah, it was, yes. so the newest ones just came out. So we're actually on hold, my buddy and I, we just like, we salivate over her books. So we, and I'm like, I'm like this, she really got me into wanting to write again because at that time where I was struggling, but one of her books um which was it what was the name still the dragon i think it was oh yeah the her fantasy series yes i haven't read them I, I grabbed the first three yeah her that book was one of the reasons why i wrote calixta oh that's cool because that's of cool. that book oh wow I love Patricia Briggs. I love her. Oh, she's excellent. It's it all her fantasy series. I think I have read them all. Oh, that's really that's that's great. My buddy and I, we just I just found them in a library sale uh, a while back. Actually, I, I packed them away when we were moving stuff, um, redoing our house. So I actually have to get them back out and put it back on the shelf. But yeah, I think I grabbed the first three. So yeah, I just her writing style, I just absolutely love. I just think she. Mm -hmm. She gives you so much world building and not a lot of words. And I feel like you get so much characters. She does so much with so little words. It mm -hmm. just astounds that's me. One, yeah, that's one of the things I love about her. Yeah. That she's not flowery. Yeah. And, and she goes straight to the point. Yep. I she love. deep though. It, it's. it's I, yeah. I don't know. And then her characters are oh, so yep. well developed. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. I'm, I'm, and then. From the beginning to the end of the book, you see that character arc and yep. her characters. And it, I'm like, oh, wow. Her wow. world building her world building's astounding. I mean, for yeah. early fantasy, other than Kevin Hearn, it's, that's my favorite world building, you know, for urban fantasy. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I love Jim Butcher, don't get me wrong. I love Jim Butcher because of Harry, though, not because of the world building. And and some of the other characters but like in terms of world building I, I really really love her world building I think she just does such a great job giving you so much and I love that she doesn't just use European you know I love how she uses you know uh, mythology from South America you know from Costa Rica she'll go to you know Arizona you know she just she's just mm -hmm. all over the place and it just it just makes it a much more you know, a much richer environment and much yeah. richer world building, I guess. I just, yeah, it's I'm so excited for the next book. The fact that we, we like them in paperback, myself and my friends. So we, we always, we'll get two copies, you know, if one of us finds. So that's like another six months and 
this one though like there were so many things set up in both of the series where i'm like we I, gotta I, find a copy so we're trying we're on hold at the library right now and we're gonna I cannot, put it <laughs> i cannot have any more uh paper paperbacks or or because my my look look <laughs> that's the only one that i have left oh. <laughs> and it doesn't have space yeah yeah it's like oh. i have bookshelves all over the house and they're all <laughs> that little guy is the only one that i have left and he has a computer in like the top shelf <laughs> and he's like ah, i have to be very choosy yeah 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 <laughs> i buy so i can put them in so i have to be very careful which books yeah. i buy i'm doing that right now i bought so many on kindle really cheap or i'll wait for the sale or whatever but because we're having the baby so my wife's like you, you only got a little bit more space i've been really She's like, we'll go somewhere. We'll, we'll, we were on a trip recently. And she goes, usually I'll buy like, you know, I'll save and then I'll buy, you know, like yeah. one bookstore. But yeah. she was only about one book in the last 10 bookstores. I said, oh, I'm trying God. to be really choosy. <laughs> you know? So it's like trying to pick a favorite child. And I was like, I can't do that. So. Well, now that you're having a baby, you need to be careful too. Yep. You need to save some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my mom said, she goes, what's wrong with you? She's like, you haven't really bought anything. I was like, no, I really haven't. You need, that, you need to send that boy to college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping hoping he can pay for my retirement or something. <laughs> well, that's right. Somebody has to. <laughs> well, well I, I, I like Kindle Unlimited. Oh, yep, yep, yep. It lets me find really, really good books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it too because, I mean, you know, People that I know like you, you know, you get more from the, the Kindle sale than you do the paperback. I always thought for years it'd be the other way because it was more expensive. And then one of my friends last year said, he goes, no, we get more from your paper or from the digital sale than mm -hmm. the paperback sale. I was like, so you get 50% digital. And then I think it was like 5% or something crazy small for the paperback. I was like, well, I'm buying the paperbacks then. So that's when my wife bought me a Kindle for Christmas. And I've been loading it up with people that I know anytime someone has a 99 cent sale. I'm like, you know, I just won't get a coffee that week or something and I'll buy like three, um, you know, because it's it's a lot easier on there. And um, it's nice because you know, I can support somebody I know and then get a book that I want to read on the Kindle. But mm -hmm. yeah, we travel a lot before the baby. So, you know, it was, it was definitely more helpful. But I like it, too, because I don't have to flip pages. I can just, you know, have it there and then just real quick rather than hold. Steven yeah. Erickson's big old tome in my hand. <laughs> Got, it's getting a little was, sore now, you know, because we're getting so deep into the pages. But when I was in the military, I used to carry my Kindle everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. oh that's a it good was, idea. I used to have okay. I carry five, six, seven, eight books. Now with my Kindle, I can carry five hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Like, you know, yeah. is like I could only carry it so much in my yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag. yeah enough to carry yeah yeah you know so with my kindle i could carry 500 books yeah yeah oh, such a good idea. you know i could only carry four or five in my yeah, yeah. Bag. i've so. talked to so many veterans that have said the same thing you know like uh, you know i always see a veteran when we're traveling you know they always have a paperback in their hands but yeah that's a good idea like yeah it'd be like a good good charity you know or like donating to veterans kindles that way yeah you don't have to carry all the paperbacks i had a buddy who's in the marines and he'd carry eight at a time you know we're talking you know in his rucksack you know he's going from one airport to the other and he's got you know i think the first eight robert jordans in there you know <laughs> and he sacrificed clothing to you know to get the oh, book wow. there. So yeah he no, said no. he's like kindle would have been really you know really helpful but mm -hmm. yeah, awesome uh, so we'll go with that last one there. Do you have any promos, news, updates, or current projects that you'd like to share with us? Well, I just published my very last, the latest book is the number four of uh, Assembly of 13. It's called Promises of War. So it was published last Friday. I also published the same day, the third edition of the first book. We I cleaned it up made it less chaotic, like my sister calls it. So it's easier to read. I also am working on the second edition of the second book. 
I'm cleaning it oh. up. Yeah, making it making it a little bit uh, easier to read, more organized. Um, and I'm working on the sequel to Calixta, The Vanquishers of Alhambra. So Calixta is going to have a brand new cover. So that's coming up soon. And the second book of Calixta, The Vanquishers of Alhambra, it's scheduled to be published sometime in the spring of next year. Oh, cool. So March or April. Depends on the editor. Mm. So let's see what I can do with the editor. See if she can, you know, get me the book sooner or later. It depends on her on her schedule. So um, I'm working on getting the first book of the Assembly of, of 13 in audiobook. Oh, that's exciting. Now that uh, the third edition is being published, uh, I'm not planning to do any more changes to it. So now is the time to actually, yeah, get it into audiobook. So Calixta uh, is on audiobook. So now this one is going to be on audiobook as well. Oh, that's cool. There's a, there's a lot of things going on on my plate right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. A lot of irons in the fire, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it right there. Yeah. So, but the next book uh, coming out is next year, hopefully April, and it's the, sa the sequel to Calixta. Wow. That's cool. Doesn't have a title. Changed the title already five times. <laughs> I can't silly. give you a title. It's just a sequel to Calixta. Oh, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Omaira. I really appreciate you coming on today. And it's really a pleasure talking to you. I learned a lot myself. So I hope, you know, people in the audience go and click on that description. Uh, make sure you go and check out Omaira's, um, you know, websites, Amazon Goodreads, everybody who's been listening, they know the drill. Uh, so go to the descriptions there. You can find her socials and her books there. And we just want to remind people season two in particular, we're trying to remind people, particularly for indie authors, but for any author, you know, please make sure you're going out there and, you know, reviewing the books that you're reading uh, really helps everybody out no matter where they're at, honestly, now today, traditional or indie. Um, Amaya, again, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Good luck, you know, with your current book release and I'll send you the calendar date here in just a little bit. If there's anything else we can do in the meantime to, you know, to help you out, tag me, message me, you know, send me whatever. And um, I will put that up on, you know, my website and the socials and, you know, we'll help you out in any way that we can. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been Anytime. Anytime you want to come back, you just message me and we'll get a time figured out and we'll be good to go, my friend. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. Have a good rest of the day, Amaya. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.